Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new Olivet College podcast, Fisk and Friends, here with Michael Fisk and Jackson Patton. Hello, it's, everyone. It's going to be a fun podcast, I think. We're sitting with only one friend right now, but... Yeah, Fisk and Friend. Yeah, we'll, one. We'll, we'll get some stuff done here. First up on the agenda is the Comet Countdown. Before, before we... Hold on. Before we go, why don't you tell the people what this is? All right. I jumped the gun a little bit, but the con- or excuse me, Fisk and Friends is a kind of a roundtable discussion sports podcast, but it's more like a person-to-person podcast right now. Shots fired. At yeah, everyone. we had some no-shows today. Well, we had a no-show today, um, but yeah, it'll be like Fisk, me, some of our friends, some of my friends, who basically anybody who wants to come on the podcast. And is considered a friend of Fisk, Fisk and Friends. And eventually we'll get to the point where you don't even have to be on the podcast. We'll just have you throw some questions on, on the gram. Yeah. And you can contribute. Yeah, you can be a part of it. So we're going to have the Instagram going. And then we want to find a way to get calls on here. So it'll be difficult because, you know, it's not live. So you'll have no context of what we're talking about. But um, it'll be it'll just be something different. Some some different than what we did the last year. That's our goal. So I, yes, then it's a sports podcast. We got a lot of lofty goals this semester for Fisk and Friends. And to throw back to mine and Jackson's old radio show, we have a segment dedicated to Olivet College sports called the Comet Countdown. Those were the days, the dog days of freshman year. Comet Countdown really really pushed through. So, on the Comic Countdown, we'll ch- kind of just run you through some things that are happening in the sport war- wide world of sports on the o- Olivet College campus. So, like this week, we have the men's soccer team playing Wabash on Saturday, September 21st, at home at 2 o'clock. 3 and 3, men's three, soccer team. 3 and 3, Off 500. Blazing start. Blazing. And football. Also plays at home this week or the this same, weekend. Same, Olive, or I September twenty first. Yep, probably. the same time. They play Benedictine. The football team is two and zero, off to a pretty good start. I don't know actually how good Benedictine is. I don't know how good Olivet is. Yeah, I mean, if they they won. They beat Wilmington like seventeen fourteen or something like that, and then they blew out. Whoever they Concordia, Concordia yep. Chicago fifty four twenty four so yeah. very different team than last year yes like I don't I don't no really Lane Porter. know too many of the same people I don't I think is Jodway still no no Lane Porter no Jodway no running backs either. yeah Ellis no. or what was the other Martin, Martin. none so it's it's kind of a revamped offense and uh. Also, Tamar Hart moved to defense. To defense, yeah, I saw that. Did so. you see um, McMinn had a 100-yard rushing game? That's a great start for him. He had like 100-something rushing yards the first game. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. I could be really wrong. But I'm pretty sure when I looked online, it said he had like 130 rushing yards or something crazy that, like that. That's exciting. I mean, he. I think he was... I would say like third on the depth chart last year, and he, those two absences, his role just got huge, and he's taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the women's volleyball team got off to a hot start. They won eight eight games, eight yeah eight games in a row, and uh, they and now they're on a three game losing streak, trying to get things back on track. So they're eight and three. Their next game is Friday, the twentieth of September, at Elbion versus Mount Saint Joseph. That that's a pretty hot start. I'd say that that's a good thing you can build on. Two losses, you kind of want to get things back on track. But yeah, I didn't go to a whole lot of volleyball games. Like I went to one, and they played. I think Hope, Hope or Calvin, one of the, like the better teams in the in the conference. And they almost like came back and won. Like they rallied kind of, and then at the end, it was just like ah, like, you know F- how that fizzled goes. out. Yeah, it just fizzled out. The crowd wasn't as into it, and they ended up losing. But they got some good players. I know that. They got this one girl, I forget her name, but she like she's like really like the really tall girl. She always is up in the center and she just like smashes everything. So I'm sure they're like Get building blocks. building around her if I had to guess. But I want to make it to a, a home game when they have one because they are fun to watch. And then lastly, we have the women's soccer team. They are three and two. An interesting fact: they've had two games canceled so far. Fun fact. Fun fact. I fun fact, big facts. Shout out to Travis Shout Garner. Out to Travis. Shout out to T Garn. But that I just thought that was interesting. Two games canceled this early in the season, but three and two winning record. That's the most important part. That's so all far. that matters. Yep. That's all that matters. Is that about it for the comic <laughs> countdown? It is. Wow. Comic countdown. Starting it's off starting off really strong. Real strong. Comic countdown. Fisk. Next topic that he needs to get off his chest is the Michigan football team. I'm going to have you go first and see your thoughts. Well, I got I don't know, man. I'm glad I'm uh, I'm glad they didn't play this week because it saved me a little bit of stress. But at the same time, I wish they would have had a game in between playing Army and winning in overtime and storming the field like they won a national championship and um, playing Wisconsin. Like, it'd be nice to have a game in between that because I'm pretty sure Wisconsin – I don't know if Wisconsin's good or not. I don't know how anyone in the Big Ten is, but I know Michigan's not that good. Not right now they are So, I don't know. My my main question marks is Patterson is – Pretty average. I said that all last year, too. Run, running the offense. I said this all last year, and someone who's sitting across from me didn't really want to hear it, but that he's not right. that good. This and is, this, Mind you, this was in comparison to Wilton Spate and John O'Corn. He's an Okay, just because he's better than Scrubs doesn't make you good. No, I'm not. Like, that's like, watching him that's this like year? saying, this This is like when Tate Forcier came in after like Nick Sheridan and Stevie Three. Yeah. Whoa. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, he's not that good. People are like, I remember at the beginning of the year, people were like, oh, he's got a chance to win the Heisman. No. Stop. It, he I, is an okay, at best, college quarterback who was way better when he was in the SEC because his coach just let him run around and do whatever he wanted to. That's what, when he's at his best. Which is what I thought the offense was kind of going to do for him this year. And I'm pretty sure that's my other thing. My other thing I wanted to say is, I think Jim Harbaugh still has way too much say. You can just tell by how they run their things that 
he's still got a little bit too much say in the offense because instead of just letting him yeah all he wants loose. to do is just run the ball even like oh they're in the shotgun now and they're going to try and run the ball that's even stupider yeah that's you're in the shotgun it's like fourth and two you're going for it that's let's an extra a, three let's yards let's run a halfback dive yeah extra three yards that it just doesn't make sense especially when your your quarterback has one like the one thing i'll say about patterson that i do like is he can make plays like so if there's pressure or something he can scramble around and find the open man but they never give him the opportunity to do that and on top of everything he's got like the best wide receivers in the nation arguably uh, yeah they they just don't get the ball no one would know that Michigan has one of the most talented wide receiving cores because we don't throw to them and it, it, the whole point of the RPO with Shea Patterson is to be able to give him options and have a little bit of read option, and he he didn't read him that well. Every every time they did a read option against Army, he could have pulled it and gone for 30 yards, but he gave it to Charbonnet and just let him get drilled. And I, I don't know what – I think you just got to let him loose. They're going to make mistakes, but – The other thing is the tempo. Like, they try and slow it down so much and – like you're they, helping they, army they, at that they point. They try and yeah, they try and slow down the clock and and just run the ball. And like their most successful moments this year so far have been when they just go up tempo and just go, you know, just go with it. Throw up the seams. And yeah, they just I mean, <clears throat> right away they'll just no huddle, no huddle, up tempo. When they don't do that, it just slows them down and gives the defense a chance to catch up. Gives the defensive coordinators a chance to catch up. Yeah, why why don't you give your best athletes a chance to you said the whole motto of the off season from Josh Gaddis was speed in space. You haven't seen a whole lot of that. No. I will say this though, if their running back is pretty good. Yeah, that's a bright, that's the only bright spot I've seen so far. Donovan Peoples Jones hasn't played and he is arguably our best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think getting him back will help against Wisconsin if he plays. Just because he's another threat that they have to accommodate for, but if you aren't willing to, if you're gonna just go conservative and not willing to push the tempo a little bit and make a mistake every once in a while, you're not you're not gonna win any games. Because if you don't make mistakes early in the year and like clean them out, especially if you're trying to beat everyone in the Big Ten, especially your biggest rival, they've looked real good and you have looked very average. They haven't even looked average. Like they've looked bad. Yeah. They've looked like a bad football team. I especially the army game. I mean, that was a joke. I was, I, they, I wanted them to lose that game so bad. Maybe I, it would have put them into gear. I just wanted them to lose. I was just I'm so fed up. I I usually like I my thing is I like Harbaugh because he brings in big players and I figure eventually they'll be able to put a big season together. That was my my mentality. And my dad freaking hates John Harbaugh he's like Jim 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 Harbaugh he's like he's got such an idiot you know and I'm I'm like hearing it and it's everything he's saying is true he just he runs the ball too much he wants to be like Bo Schembechler like I hear all of that and up until this year I was like let's just give him time and now I'm just like man he's been five years he hasn't beat yeah, Ohio State yet yeah and they had the one meaningful season where they they could have made a run obviously that First they ch- down and you they, know, they choked to Iowa first of all. Yeah. That that year, 
they could have even made a threat to make the playoff even after losing to Ohio State if they wouldn't have lost to Iowa. I don't want to talk about that here. But it's just like I thought maybe with this new offensive system we'd be able to win in a shootout if for some reason our defense couldn't pick up our slack. Like last year, Ohio State was ripping apart our our defense like oh, it was nothing. Yeah, yeah. And with the athletes and the talent that Michigan has on the offensive side of the ball, we should be able to win a few shootout games. And I thought maybe with this change of scenery with Gaddis, that offensive coordinator, being able to make Shea Patterson just kind of roam around and throw the ball kind of just get out in space and let let people try to make plays. It just it hasn't it has I haven't liked what I've seen so far. So, let's do this real quick before we move before we move on. I got the schedule pulled up here. Give me your predictions and this is you're assuming that Michigan is the team that we've been seeing with maybe a little bit of improvement. Okay, cuz okay. they're I I do we're hope this, them for what they are. I do hope this bye week. Yeah. They, yeah. Fix but, some things, but okay. Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Being realistic, that's a loss. Okay. Uh, Rutgers at home. That's a win. Iowa at home. Uh, I feel like at the only reason that could be a win is because it's at, at home. home. Illinois at home. That's a win. Yeah. Uh, at Penn State. Loss. Notre Dame at home. Again, the only reason that could be a win is because it's at home. At Maryland, see that's a trap game. Yeah, that's a yeah. trap game. I th- yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, and then Michigan State at home. I think that's a win. Michigan yeah. State looks worse than we do. At Indiana, that I, they always scare us, but yeah, that's a win. I'm sure, it's a win. And then Ohio State at home, forty point blowout loss. Probably if they're playing like they are right now. Yeah. If they put their talent, their pool of talent together, and actually start playing like the team that they could be. We could beat Ohio State, I think. But I don't it, see it, man. If they don't if they continue to play like they are right now, Ohio State's gonna beat us by fifty. Ohio State looks good. I I don't know if it's Patterson and we should try moving on to either Milton or I like Milton. Or McCaffrey. I like Milton. We haven't seen a whole lot of McCaffrey either. I don't is, think McCaffrey's all that either. I think he's kinda I think he's better than Patterson at this point. Well, anyone's better. I mean, I but we don't know what McCaffrey is because he. I like Milton because he tucks it and runs. I don't think McCaffrey would be scared to do that either. Yeah, I just like when when I was watching. Uh, I don't even remember what game it was. They they had a home game last year. Remember when Milton had those two huge runs when he actually got in the game? Yeah, it was like man. This dude, that dude can fly. And, and I've Mil- always wanted him to get an actual opportunity. Milton and McCaffrey both have cannons. Mm-hmm. Like, just... Yeah. And, and, and I just don't... I just don't... I don't know. I don't see it's, it out of Patterson. I feel like we... Michigan just gets comfortable with what they have. And doesn't... Insta- yeah. Instead of making a change, yeah, they just stick it out and oh, be yeah. like, we'll change it next year. Even though when... I this year might be your best opportunity. Ohio State is again, I don't think they missed a beat, but they're kinda in a year of change. Um the Big Ten's kinda down this year. I saw a thing. I know you you know how much I like Central Florida. 
Yeah, like, UCF. Much, yeah, I yeah. like their program. I saw a thing where there was an analyst who said that they could beat any team in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State, and I think this year I agree with it. This year I agree yeah. with it because that that's a good team. Last year and I would. Big Ten is like very lackluster to me. All a ton of ranked teams this year. They're getting the respect that they probably deserved last year. But um, I don't see any teams that are actually any good, really, outside of maybe Wisconsin and Ohio State. And Ohio- Wisconsin is always like kind of a pretender, and then yeah, they're th- my thing with Wisconsin is they're either legit, like super, very like when they had like those crazy offensive lines and their running backs were yeah, they're phenomenal. either super legit or like you said they're pretenders. Yeah, they're like they'll go like eleven and zero and then get blown out in the. They almost lost to Western Michigan, P.J. Flex, last year. And my thing, again, if Michigan could pull their potential together and just, like, make it a strong unit, then it's I think it's a two-man race with Ohio State and Michigan. Like, that's how it should – it was like that. And with how much talent those teams still pull, I feel like that's how it should be. But Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State – and probably Wisconsin. Not really. Wisconsin doesn't pull pull five stars outside of probably linemen. <laughs> but those probably have the most talent on their teams. And I just I don't know if I see any of them making the playoff or anything like that. I it just kind of dis I, like you said it disgusts me that they, we have all these top twenty teams that probably should have been in the top twenty last year, and they're kind of just. They're in it because they're like, oh, shoot, we should have had them hired last year, even though this year their Big Ten's very average. But I hope Michigan improves. I, I, They might lose this weekend, but I hope it's not by 50. That's really what I'm hoping. All right, moving on from amateur college football to the big guys of professional football. We got the Lions and the Packers. We got a big Packer fan here in Jackson, and I, me being from Michigan and growing up around people that are Lions fans, I am by default a Lions fan. It can be hard sometimes, but you you have to cheer for them if you're not a Packers fan. What are, what are your thoughts on the Packers so far this year, Jackson? So, week one. A little scary. Um, I think I remember coming up to you and just saying, "We need to just fire the coach and just let Aaron <laughs> Rodgers." I was being a lot, obviously I was being a little over the top, but my point was like Lafleur. He, uh, you can tell he's very, very much so where he's like, "Okay, Aaron, this is where you need to look downfield. This is, this is where we want the ball going on this play." Um, he's like a very calculated play caller. And I think Aaron Rodgers is more of like a he strives in chaos type of guy where it's like, okay, just throw me into the fire. Let me read the defense, read what's going on. We'll run 95 pass plays and six run plays, and we'll win by 10. And I prefer that to the scary. Because you win. Yeah, I prefer that to the scary wins where it's like, um, how much did they beat Green? Or I mean, uh, seven, I think. Yeah, it was 10 to three, I think. But that's with zero offense, really. Um, the first the first week was terrible. 
in my opinion. Because Aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback in the NFL, if not the number one quarterback, talent talent wise. Yeah, him, Mahomes, and Brady. Probably. Yeah. Brady, it's not really his arm talent anymore. It's just his weapons and, and his system and his, his brain. Head, yeah. But it's just like Aaron Rodgers, like you said, he thrives in the fire. Yeah. We would call him a gunslinger. Oh, yeah. He kind of. He's not scared to throw the ball 50 times yeah. in a game. Yeah. And then the other thing is, like, this last week, I was – I remember I was texting my dad, actually, like, so 14-0 start. I'm like, yes, the Packers are back. Like, this is the Packers, the real Packers. Up 14-0 in the first quarter against the Vikings. We're about to beat them by 40. And then it's like – I think it was 21-0 to maybe. And then it's just like, here come the Vikings. And then it's 21-16 all the way down to the wire. Defense has to win us the game. I think they picked off Kirk Cousins twice. Your and defense then, is pretty good this year. Yeah, which I knew that was going to happen because we stole a couple guys from the Bears. We got a guy from uh, from the Ravens. We got, I mean, we, we got guys which from are, all over the league. Which, which is, you're all talking about good defensive systems that you got them from. Yeah, so, so like they kind of stole some guys from around the league and Plugged them in at places that they needed them. Defensive ends, outside linebackers, corners and safeties. Um, and it's very unlike Green Bay because they never spend any money in free agency. They just draft, which I hate. I hate that about the Packers is that they only draft players. Like They, they never really believe in free agency um, or trades for that matter, which is also a big reason why Khalil Mack is not on their team and is on the Bears. Um so I mean, it's it's like the the Packers like we have our things as Packers fans where we're like, oh my God, why do they keep doing these things? But it's nothing compared to what the Lions are dealing with. Like we have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, we have a decent front office, we've won a lot in the past, so like we have hope. So when we complain, like when I complain to you about something, it's just. It's absolutely just minor. Like I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, oh my god! Like, why don't they make these trades? Like last year, I was was it last year, the year before, where Josh Gordon became available by trade. Was that, that last year? And I'm pretty sure you were complaining about Antonio Brown not being a Packer too. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him. I did. I wanted and Antonio Brown. I wanted anybody, any of those guys. To trade add talent. Him. Trade for him. Do what you got to do, because you have Aaron Rodgers. For five years, probably five to six years, and then he's gonna retire. He's thirty-five, so like win now. You don't have a quarterback after him. You're, you're not. It's this isn't Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Like you don't have anyone left. They're probably so, gonna need to find that guy here yeah. soon. Yeah. So uh, my thing was like, okay, let's just go. Let's get Josh Gordon. Then let's, let's get, get someone. Then it turned into let's get Khalil Mack, and then it turned into let's get uh, Antonio Brown, and then it's. You know, let's get Le'Veon Bell. Now I'm, I'm screaming, let's get Jalen Ramsey for the defense. You know, I mean, I don't A- know. Anything. Anybody, anybody they can get just to load up. Uh, that's my only issue that I have with them. I think they're going to be good this year. They just got to work out that kink with Rodgers and LaFleur because you can tell they kind of butt heads. So, but by week 15, 16, going but into the, the playoffs, they'll be fine. But me being the guy I am, I have to kind of remind Jackson that He's at least got a history of winning in the Packers. It's hard to be a Lions fan sometimes. Saw this meme and had a picture of Matt Patricia, and it said, when you lie on your resume and you don't genuinely actually know what you're doing. And I was like, hmm, 
that that works. Dude is a nut job. You almost lose to Kyler Murray in his first start, and you you tie. I'm pretty sure, and then you tie to Kyler Murray, a mm-hmm. rookie starter that has never played in the NFL before. You're supposed to greet him with not welcome arms. You're supposed not to welcome arms. Yeah, you're, you're not. <laughs> you're supposed to just. Let him have one and just knock him in the mouth. Be like, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> no, you let him tie. And then you beat the Chargers, who are pretty decent like on, yeah, on offense. It's a solid team. Yeah, so you beat the Chargers and you tie the Cardinals. That doesn't make any sense to me. That is the Lions' logic. Well, they shouldn't have really beat the Chargers either. But, but they, they pulled it out. Mm-hmm. And you tie the Cardinals. Why? Why is this a thing? It's just it's just bothers me as a Lions fan because Stafford is not Aaron Rodgers, but they probably like strictly arm talent wise they're probably very similar. Uh, just just arm I mean, talent. He's got a, yeah, he's got a good arm, but that, that that's what I'm saying. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he is by far the second best quarterback in the NFC North. Isn't yeah? He doesn't have much competition. That's what I'm like. It's <laughs> it's hands far yeah. down. It goes Aaron Rodgers, and then a pretty significant amount above-average NFL starter, Matt Stafford. And you could argue he's probably— You can't do, you can't do better than him right now. Outside of your yeah. superstar quarterbacks, you can't. Yeah. Like That's he, what I mean. They're not going to get better. Like the Lions as the Lions, if yes. they trade him, they're not going to get a better piece. Right. You're not getting Patrick Mahomes back in a trade. No. And Patrick Mahomes would never want to come to Detroit because no. his offensive line is average. Yeah. Or the Lions' offensive line is average. And it, it just bothers me because this will probably be another year where we go 7-9, and 8-8, 9-7, eight and eight, nine and seven, like. Right in the middle. Yes. No and playoffs, just, just good enough to not get a good draft pick. Yeah, I think that's what I complained to you about last year. Like we started the year like zero and four, and then we won six straight. Yeah, I'm like, can you guys just pick to be good or be bad? Because we you need talent, and you keep getting above average, mid level talent in the first round because you guys get the sixteenth pick. Like it's all of the elite level players, according to the scouts, are gone. And now your your front office isn't good enough to find the diamond in the rough. Like the Patriots and the Packers are okay with being in the twenty eighth to thirty pick because they can be like, We can take a shot on this guy knowing that if he doesn't turn out, it's not gonna erase our franchise. Like it's mm-hmm. we're still gonna be good. So that just is what bothers me. Another thing, it's not on our little guide sheet, but the Ravens, oh my gosh. They look good. They look good. They look good. Lamar Jackson looks like a quarterback. He does, man. He looks comfortable, poised. I've been seeing a lot of memes about like, like just like Lamar Lamar Jackson running back memes. They're pretty I, funny. I wasn't like, I'm not surprised because Lamar, Al- Lamar Jackson is probably the best athlete to come out of that quarterback class. Yeah. And you yeah. By, like by far. Well, his quarterback number like his numbers are like last year his numbers were the best for anybody his age. 
even as a passer. He's he was only twenty one. Yeah. Twenty years like he, he's not he old. was super young. So like his numbers were great for that age. Like he's it takes time. Aaron Rodgers was terrible his first year in the NFL. You know, like it's just one of those things where it just takes time. It's not gonna happen overnight. You gotta learn that. Like it's like I I mean, I don't know. People were saying he just can't throw the ball. It's like, okay, you saw him in college. Like his mechanics were good. He can clearly throw the football. It's not like you're putting Tim Tebow back there and, and yeah. telling him to read the defense. Like he can, he can throw yeah. his mechanics look good. It's more about teaching him how to read a defense. Yeah, and, and he's starting to. You can tell he's starting to understand that. Yeah, and they're gonna be scary. He, he can chuck it like mm-hmm. it. You see him hit Hollywood Brown on that. Yeah, I he's, had he's Hollywood good. Brown on my bench and Sammy Watkins on my bench when they scored like fantasy. Sammy Watkins had 36, and Hollywood Brown had 27. I left 60 points on the bench and still won. That I was GM so, of the year. I was so mad. But anyways, the the in the AFC, it's probably looking like the Patriots, the Chiefs, and now the, if the Ravens keep playing like they're playing, because their defense is playing really well too. So who do you think wins that division? The Ravens or the Browns? The Ravens right now. The Ravens right now. The Chiefs aren't playing. Or not the Chiefs. The Browns aren't playing that well. But also what I was going to say is Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson are probably going to be the best two quarterbacks out of that class, I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. I I think Sam Darnold was taken too high. I I don't. I don't. Him. Watching him when he was at USC, I didn't see many things I liked. But another thing, Antonio Brown from the Raiders – to the Patriots thoughts he played everyone that's where he, he wanted to be all along yeah he played it was all planned now he's gonna he made himself acting. look absolutely effing psychotic yeah and ended up I mean I don't more power to him but I mean have you seen all this stuff that's coming out on him like he's yeah he could be in some deep water here yeah so. I mean, I don't know. He uh, we don't know if it's true or not, yeah, but a lot of there's things a lot are coming of stuff out. coming out on him. So we'll see. He looked good though this weekend. He did. They Th- threw he had him a touchdown, like, right? Yeah, they threw to him like every time. I think he had like six targets in the first half, maybe. Because that team is full of kind of misfits. Oh yeah, they take anybody. They don't care. Yeah. Well, Josh Gordon just got reinstated. Like the fifth time, yeah, deep, deep threat. Imagine, oh, I don't even want to Antonio talk. Brown. He can he can be your intermediate to short level threat, and Julian Edelman is probably the best slot receiver in the NFL still. He just won MVP of the Super Bowl. And Sony Michelle. Sony yeah, they're Michelle. loaded. They're they're loaded, and they I'm sure they've got like 19 white slot receivers sitting on the bench <laughs> that can, they can just plug in whenever they need to. They got the, lacrosse players that they're gonna bring <laughs> back. I mean, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't. They probably got like Belichick's nephew just, <laughs> just chilling in the IR or in the practice squad, ready to come. I mean, it does. It doesn't well, matter. They you just, can put anyone in anyone in any position on the Patriots, and it'll work out. They did just, it with Jacoby Brissett. You just take anyone that looks like Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. Yeah. Did you see that guy from Miami that they they got? The the uh, slot receiver from Miami that they drafted, uh, Amendola. No, they drafted him. Oh, from oh, from University of Miami. Oh, yeah. He was like a 
late, um, a late draft pick. I, I, I know who you're talking it about. Was like, I, I saw something on Twitter. It was like Belichick's uh, mouth is watering right now <laughs> over this guy. I mean, because he does look exactly like the other two. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, and he did the sa- same thing he would do at the Patriots in Miami. He was kind of their shifty, short, yeah. intermediate route yeah. guy. It, it works for him. Yeah, I just think it's funny that they they could they could win a Super Bowl with like I don't know Division two tight ends playing. It's just, it, and it really re- relies not even on the talent anymore of Tom Brady because he's kind of diminishing in talent. It relies on the mind of Bill Belichick and the mind of Tom Brady, and and as you can see last year that won him a Super Bowl. Like I'm not saying it should have because the Saints probably should have been in the Super Bowl. And the Saints probably would have won that game realistically because they actually have an offense. But discussion for a different day. And now it's just like his mind is ridiculous. That's the only reason he's still a top three, top five quarterback in the NFL is just he just knows he knows exactly to what to do. What, yeah. He's they don't really try and chuck it deep too much. They just no work it downfield. He's he's seen every defense probably countless times. Yeah, he's been in the league for like twenty years. Yeah, he's seen it's everything. Just, it's just ridiculous. Most guys are retired by now, unless you're Brett Favre or Tom Brady, and probably Aaron Rodgers when he gets to that yeah, point. Yeah, he'll Aaron Rodgers will get to that point. I you truly think, believe do it. Do you think Tom Brady will actually play until he's forty-five, like he talked about? He's forty-two right now, isn't he? Yeah. They're probably going to need to draft a quarterback at some point. I was listening to a show, and they said that they think, what's his name that's down in Miami right now? Tannehill? No, Tannehill's on the Titans. Oh, shoot, I forgot about um, that. Rosen? Yeah? They think that he's going to get frozen from the Dolphins after this year and make him the backup, and then he'll somehow make him their next quarterback. That would make sense since they kind of have similar style. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He would fit better in a pro style, not really up yeah. tempo. I don't know. I think he's trash. Yeah, I, I he's terrible. But anyways, let's. What's so next? Off to off of NFL, we're on to Team USA basketball. Oh God. I I just think it's it's disappointing to me. They sucked. Yeah, that they lost, but also. I understand that you have money like that you want to secure, but also I feel like in your sport that has given a lot for that sport, like that in a country that has given a lot for that sport, you should be able to rep- represent it. Like even it doesn't have to be like the superstars. Like LeBron doesn't have to play. Yeah, but it'd be nice to get some a, of a the mid-level. budding guys. Yeah, we didn't even have that. We had Tatum and Mitchell, Mitchell and Kemba. And Turner, and uh, and Miles Turner, yeah. he'll he could be good in like two more years because he's really only like twenty three, yeah. but he got in foul trouble, and then at that point we had Harrison Barnes playing center guarding Rudy Gobert. How does anyone they think were, that's yeah, gonna work? Just, they're terrible. They were oh, uh, this all started with the like the Paul George injury is what ended everything for Team USA. I don't think anyone moving forward. I just don't see too many stars playing for not in the world. I I think it might be maybe a different story maybe in, the, in Olympic. the Olympics maybe, but it's just the FIBA World Cup and I don't 
I don't see too many people being like, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go for this one. Like they don't care. Well, because yeah, FIBA doesn't matter as much. The Olympics is where you kind of show your, yeah, your strength. Yeah, and you. Kevin Durant's probably not going to play because that's two years down the road and he'll no. still be kind of recovering no, from. No, he won't. I I could see like James Harden maybe Russell Westbrook maybe, but they're all, they'll all be older by then. So I I'm assuming like Kyle Kuzma will be there, Jason Tatum will be there, Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell will be there. Two years down the road, though, those guys are De'Aaron Fox will superstars. Be there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if if you got Zion even, Williamson, probably I mean players like that. If you had James Harden to, like, lead the charge, kind of, yeah. that's more intimidating than not having a superstar at all. They'll have a couple guys. They'll have a couple older guys, a couple older role players, and then younger and, superstars. But we, we have the best guards in the world. I think we have the best players in the world. We, people, we do. People get so caught up into this. Like, it. yes, they're, okay, Giannis is a really good player. But the rest Jokic of the team is, not good. is a really good player. Um... You know, Dirk was a really good player. Przingis, Luka. The Gasol brothers. Yeah, the Gasol brothers. All really good players. But those are one out of a million to come from there. You know, the the top players to ever come out of Spain. You got the Gasol brothers. Ricky you got Rubio. Ricky Rubio. And, you know, who else do they really have? Outside you know? of that, not I, really. There's not a there, ton there, of guys. There's a few guys that emerge every once in a while. Yeah, but, but, but my point is, okay, great Australian players. Yeah, they have a Patty good team. Mills. They got, you know, Patty Aaron Mills, Baines. Aaron Baines, Joe Ingles. Um, That's an average uh, NBA team. Yeah. Uh, ben Simmons, Australian. He's really good. He, But, but like, the other... The, did he play in the World Cup? No, he didn't play this I year. Um, but my point is, yeah, there's there's some guys who come from other countries, but they do not come anywhere near LeBron James, the Kevin t- Durant, the Stephen Curry. Level. Chris Paul, you know, James uh, Harden, James Russell Harden. Westbrook. Yeah, all these guys, skill-wise, those are the best players that have ever touched the basketball. Michael Jordan, Larry uh, Bird. Dream team, redeem Magic team. All, yeah, just look at, I'm saying. Just all, look at those teams. Like People are saying all this stuff, oh, oh, they're catching up to us. We are light years ahead of every country in basketball, and we will be for a long time. It's That's just the way it is. Yes, there's some good teams. There's some good they might play more fundamentally sound in Europe, but the skill here and the, the explosive the athleticism, and athleticism, is it just can't be touched and it won't be touched for a long time. So if deal. we go to the, I know it's a big deal that we lost the World Cup or whatever, but it was mostly just an embarrassment because we were like, dang it, we should have had more guys there, and everyone knows that. But they tried their best, and you know they they did the best that they could. It's, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Olympics. Yeah, I'm going to be pissed if they lose the Olympics, but that's two totally different stories. Yeah. And my th- the only way any other country is going to catch up to the United States is if their particular league ever gets as big as the NBA and makes more people want to go there. Like for exi- for example, the probably the second biggest league is probably the Euro League, right? And I don't think the Euro League will ever be as big as the NBA strictly because the big time Euro League players, their goal it's to make it to the NBA. It's to go play in the NBA. Yeah. Same thing with the Chinese and the Australian yeah, league. Chinese all of Basketball them. Association. Yeah, it's it's so all it's just if if we don't get some stars out for the Olympics, I think that's a a way like people have kind of already forgotten about this. But if people will not forget about it if we 
even get if we don't especially even if we don't like meddle yeah like if we meddle that can be forgivable but gold is the standard i think the difference is this year was laughable but it would be an embarrassment if they didn't win gold is is the expectation for the united states in basketball specifically Mm -hmm. And if you if you go into the Olympics and you don't even medal because your top guys don't want to come out, then that's kind of like an embarrassment to your country, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next thing, uh, 2K. The new 2K game just kind of dropped. And I'll start off. It's kind of it's, – it's mediocre at yeah. best. The thing that irritates me the most is I could get over the rest of the things, but if for those of you that play 2K, there's badges for your My Career guy. And they have a badge this year for being able to make your guy shoot faster instead of just making us let us make our own jump shot. That makes me so mad because you have so many, you only have so many badges that you can do on your guy. And say you have 20 shooting badges, 16 of them are. Or four of them are gone, so you really only have 16 because your quick draw, which is the shooting speed badge, it's got to either be on gold or Hall of Fame to be adequate. So that that really just irks me. Irks me real bad. Jackson, you got, yeah, I know yeah. you're a 2K guy. I don't play like my player or anything. I don't do that. But obviously we play a, a league that gets really competitive with me and my friends. Um, so the thing I hate is the same thing. Like the the gather into a shot is so slow, and like it'll be. It, I remember I I had a time where and like Luka Doncic has somewhat of a slow shot, but it's like not that slow. but he can get it off. Like he has a slow shot, but he can get it off. Rudy Gobert was on in help side defense, in in the middle of the key. I skipped the ball to the to the wing. Rudy Gobert was still in the key. So I swung it over, and whoever was guarding Luka Doncic was in help side as well. Luka Doncic catches the ball and gathers, cocks the ball back, and by the time he cocks the ball back, Rudy Gobert is sprinting over there, swats the shot out of bounds. I was so mad. <laughs> it's just like, I, I get it, man. I get it, 2K. I know what you're trying to do, but like, they've got like Joe Ingles and a couple other guys shooting the ball faster than like Trey Young. Which is not and a just thing. doesn't make sense, and I, I I don't know. I get really irritated with that. Like Damian Lillard's jump shot is super slow on the game. LeBron's jumper is super slow. I don't. Know. My guys were struggling, man. Jason Tatum, they changed Jason Tatum's jump shot on the game, and it's te- it's terrible. Have you tried playing with him? Yeah, it's terrible. So I just don't like that they've made some unnecessary changes. Jason Tatum sucks on that game, and he was like my second draft pick in my league. Because I drafted him off of his potential. Because my thing is, like, when I play in our league, I only draft small forwards and centers. And then, like, I, every now and then I'll get power forwards and two guards to fill in. But, like, my philosophy is go big. Just, yeah. All my point guards got to be 6'4 and above. And then, like, you know, so I'll put Jason Tatum at, like, the one or the two usually. And then I'll put a guy, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll mix Le- it up. So I'll put, put like LeBron, LeBron at the, LeBron at the t- no, I'll put LeBron at like the three or the one. Then I'll put Tatum at the two or the one. So I'd try and go big. 
And then I'll move centers to power forwards and move power forwards to small forwards. I just kind of try and play big, and it's really been messing up my game this year. So, <laughs> All right, so the next question is this. We're kind of getting down to the dog days here. Best team in L.A. NBA basketball? The Lakers. I would I would agree, especially this year, I think. But I don't, I don't know. That's just me being – LeBron fan. A LeBron fan. I think the Clippers, their team, I wish LeBron would have went to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Their team is built more for success for an NBA championship because while they don't have the bench, they have a dog point guard in Patrick Beverly who can play defense and is willing to take a back seat role. Your two guard is going to be Paul George. An elite Which is defender. nuts because he's a six eight, six nine lockup scorer. Your three is going to be Kawhi Leonard, who's the exact same thing, just better. And then at the four, I I don't know who they plug in at the four. But then you have Montrez Harrell at this. And then you center, have right? well, the, they usually had him off the bench, Montrez Harrell. Which so he, I'm sure that he'll start this year. He's got a motor. And then you got Lou Williams on the bench. You've got. Um, What's his name? Uh, Patrick. Uh, is it Patrick Patterson? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. From the Thunder. Landry Shamit. Yeah, they got Shamit. They got Zubak. They got a lot of pieces. The Lakers obviously have LeBron and Anthony Davis, which is like a cheat code. Um, and they they added some pieces too. They did, but Kawhi teased them, and they could have got a lot better players. They they could have gotten Bogdanovich, which would have been amazing. And they kind of got guys that were. Real good two years ago. Now they're lost a half a step. Avery Bradley and Danny Green. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins, not Dwight Howard. I think. Jesus. I, if if really if you only use him for one reason and one reason only. It comes down to what Dwight wants, though, not what they want. If if he wants to just grab a few rebounds and use six fouls, I'm sure the Lakers would be okay with that. That's not what he, he wants. Post ups, and uh, I hate Dwight Howard. Get him out of here. LeBron will have to put him in his place real quick. They're gonna have to cut him. They, he's not gonna make it through the season. But they kind of they needed someone after Boogie's injury, though. Yeah, they did. I don't know if he I was think the that, right answer. No, but Kenneth Fareed was available. The manimal. That just there was guys that are a little bit more nitty gritty. Because then you could have put Kenneth Fareed at the four and. Anthony Davis could play center. Yeah. He didn't want to play center, though. That's part of the reason they got him. But what's next? Up, we got All anything right. else? Uh, lastly, I have MSU, Michigan State, and U of M college basketball because I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm, I kind of want to see how Jawan Howard's offense is compared yeah, to I think there's John a lot of B. questions Lines. about that. Because we had a lot of success with that mm-hmm. kind of – Positionless basketball, if you want to call it. I think everything will be pretty similar, in my opinion. I think he'll he'll do a lot of the same things. He's talked about that, like keeping the same blueprint. His only thing is he wants to bring in All-American talent, which I like. And they've been already super high on a lot of guys, like you know, top four, top five places that they're visiting and wanting to go. So I, they're going to grab a lot of five-star, four-star guys. And... It's been them and Memphis in the conversation for a lot of things, and I think that they are going to try and emulate what Memphis is doing. 
which is like using your your big name coach, getting some big name assistants and building your program off of we're going to get these five star guys in here, we're going to load up and we're going to build like these Calipari-esque teams and just run. Cuz that's what Memphis is trying to do. And I you know, if you could even get a few of those guys to stay until their sophomore year, mm-hmm. that would be... And Michigan will be able to do that. They'll get guys that'll be two, three-year players because that's what Howard did. You know, he stuck around for a while. Yeah. So they'll be able to do that, and I think that's a good thing. So I'm excited for them. I don't think they're going to be very good this year, but I think in the next two or three years they'll be forced to be regular. They, did, they kept, they, did they keep that, like, defensive coach that they had? I don't know. Or did he go with B-line? Sure. I'm not sure. But he could put a squad out there that could play some defense mm-hmm. and I, we've always had offensive talent it was the defensive part that got us but Michigan State's going to be nasty this year oh yeah like they, Cassius Winston they, is back they'll and they the reloaded league. they'll win the league I think the big time they, they have a good chance to win the whole thing yeah. I think yeah. if they especially it, with, with uh, Winston coming back yeah. if if they put it all together by tournament time they got a good chance to win the whole thing They'll be fun to watch. I've always respected Michigan State basketball. Oh yeah, me too. I've always been me a f- been a fan of just watching them play. I think that the most important thing in the state of Michigan for me is that everyone, both Michigan and Michigan State, kind of respect each other on the basketball court because that's always been the one sport that has been competitive on the court, but very. I guess you could say modest off the court. They they had a lot of mutual respect for each other. There's intensity on the court, but Beeline and Izzo always got two of the most respected coach, respectful coaches in not only the league but in the nation. I hope we can kind of continue to do that. And so with uh, time kind of running down here, we're going to have to bring this to a close. So the first episode of Fisk and Friends, how do you think it went, Jackson? It's good, not bad. It's fun. Yeah. It'll be I better. think it'll be better when we have more people. It'll be a little more energy, a little bit more, just kind of wild, wild card stuff going on. So for your first episode of Fisk and Friends, I'm Michael Fisk, Jackson Patton, and uh, we're signing off. Mm-hmm.